0: Good morning and happy Monday, discos. Welcome to our new weekly advanced mini episode. Well, not so new anymore. The first communique of the week, though, between you and yours truly. The place for us to set the table for everything that we're going to be discussing and listening to this week, specifically this week's full episode. Uh, This is a special holiday week, so rather than make the folks at Double Elvis work over the 4th of July, we've got a special two-part compilation coming to you this Tuesday and this Thursday, so we're going to hit on that content uh, as well as any and all music news relevant to Disgraceland and its many subjects. And of course, this is where we start the conversation that we continue over voicemail, text, social media, and in our Thursday bonus episodes. It is the 4th of July here in Disgraceland and of course here in America. And for this 4th, we're serving up two compilation episodes entitled America Fuck Yeah. Well, Actually, I had to title them differently, had to title them at the last minute, America Hell Yeah, to make my way around the uh, algorithm and into the discovery feed. But nonetheless, these two episodes, um, they highlight some of the most patriotic or just some of the most... American moments we've had in Disgraceland since our launch. These are kind of like clip shows, but I'm I'm in them. I'm in there talking, giving context, explaining uh, what I was thinking when I was writing and making this content. A lot of different subjects that we hit on in these episodes, Ray Charles, ASAP Rocky, Graham Parsons, Miles Davis, The Grateful Dead, and so many more. All in all, there's about 14 different musicians that we uh, get into in these comp episodes uh, or clip episodes, whatever you want to call them. That means 14 different number one songs. But rather than choose one of those to the exclusion of the others, I'm going to look at the number one song in America on July 4th, 1976, because that was America's bicentennial year. All right. And the song was Afternoon Delight by the Starland Vocal Band. And that seems Fitting. Okay, let's hold up. This is normally the part in these pre party mini episodes where I relate the number one song in question to the number one song in America at this moment, which since we started doing these mini episodes has been Morgan Wallen's song last night. And that's still the number one song as of the recording of this app. Ep- but because we've been having this ongoing conversation about songs uh, the songs that are about sex about sex songs and sexual innuendo we've been talking about this in the after party it was prompted by this Aerosmith episode we did and talking about it on social media on instagram mainly i'm getting inundated with suggestions um And because I've received an overwhelming amount of voicemails and texts from you guys as well on this subject, because the number one song in America on July 4th, 1976 was a song that was about sex, Afternoon Delight, Uh, and also because there's no after party this week, I'm going to play some of your voicemails on the sex subject right here. Yo, uh, Jake, it's K's from 604 Vancouver, Canada. Just calling to say that my favorite song about sex is one more chance by the notorious B.I.G., which of course opens with, uh, the incredible, uh, voicemail skit. Uh, great song, absolutely filthy, uh, very clever, um, extremely problematic. Great track, great track off, uh, one of the greatest albums of all time. Uh, love the show, man. Longtime fan, uh, Keep doing what you're doing. All right. Bye. Okay. Great choice. Thank you, 604. The Notorious B.I.G. came up a lot with this topic. Uh, let's, uh yeah, you know, I can't deny it. He's, he's, he's Biggie. He was horny. He was talking about sex a lot. Uh, let's go on. Let's check on another voicemail here. This one from Gretchen in the 402. Is there a, if you take your voicemail and flip it backwards, is there like secret messages like the Beatles? Anyways, this is Gretchen from the 402. I'm calling about um sex analogies in r and b hip hop, mine would be sex packets um digital underground shock G, the iconic um I got it on cassette just to age myself, but the blue um glowing packet on the front and the whole um slow beat um the mix I love that whole front to back cassette so um that's a cool one. I was also thinking Tupac, shock G digital underground kind of a I don't know. Maybe there's a story there. Anyways, love the pod. Love your um, buttery soft voice. Have a great day. Thank you, Gretchen. I played uh, I played this one, this voicemail here in this episode, uh, even though I posted this also on my Instagram stories this week because uh, The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, it's one of my personal faves. And just, you know, when we're talking about sex, it's, I mean, how can you go wrong? All right, let's check in with Miguel from Tampa. Jake, what's up, man? This is Miguel of Tampa. You were uh, talking about hilarious sex songs. One of my favorites, Strokin' by Clarence Carter. That's almost all you need. All right, Jake, I'll talk to you later, man. Peace. Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. Strokin', yes, Clarence Carter. Great choice, Miguel. Can't believe I forgot about this one. Guys, if you don't know the song Strokin' by Clarence Carter, uh, give that one a spin tonight. Just check out. If you don't know Clarence Carter, you're in for a treat. Get in there. All right, let's check out some sex. Excuse me, I mean texts on this subject so we can close the book on it and move on, get our heads out of the gutter. All right, let me read some texts. All righty, 810 writes in, Afternoon Delight, as if on QA10. Thank you. Afternoon Delight, 810 says, is a great sexual euphemism song. The scene where they sing it in Anchorman is iconic rock a Yes, it is iconic. I believe it's the uh, finale of that film, actually. And the plus four nine chiming in here from uh, somewhere in Europe, I guess. I guess that's what this number is. Somewhere could it be Australia? I don't know. What are what are area codes in Australia like? I have no idea. But uh, plus four nine is running. Just want to throw in this banger, "Fucking an Animal" by Guar Love from Munich. Rito Danger. Okay, that uh, that uh, answers my question from Munich. All right, Munich. I don't know that song. You know, I saw Guar back in the day. My goodness. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. What else we got here? The 617, my backyard, from Munich to my backyard, writes in, thanks for the shout-out to Garland Jeffries. He deserves more accolades. How about I'm a King B by Slim Harpo? I know I'm a King B by Slim Harpo. That's great. I didn't know I, I didn't know it was about sex. Now I got to go back and listen. Um, I'm an idiot. But uh, the shout-out to Garland Jeffries, what uh, the 617 is talking about here is uh, Garland Jeffries has a song called Wild in the Streets. It's not explicitly about sex, but it's a pretty hot song. And uh, if you know what I'm saying, and I uh, I put the video up on our Instagram, it's just a fucking great song. Uh, Circle Jerks covered it. But this is like if you're into like New York in the 70s and that whole gritty kind of thing, this song, my goodness, and Garland Jeffries, the real deal. Check that out. The 843 Texan craziest song about sex, Jake. Without a doubt, Frank Zappa's "Dina Hum. It's got everything. Might even make those WAP girls blush. Uh, this is true. I'm going to try and post this <laughs> Zappa tune on my Instagram. Parts of it anyways. We'll see. Uh, you guys can check that out at DisgracelandPod. All right, what else we got here? What else we got do a couple more of these 714 writes in top five sex songs one you shook me all night long acdc two super freak rick james three tiktok kesha four i'm a slave for you britney spears five the humpty dance digital underground some old school classics there from the 714 and you know we also talked about misfits last time and and i jokingly asked for you guys to tell me what you thought uh Danzig did on his birthday, and it was Danzig's birthday last week, and uh, someone from the 707 wrote in, Danzig spends his birthdays at cat cafes, duh, and that makes uh, a whole lot of sense. All right, guys, 617-906-6638, we are nearing the end of this subject of the best songs about sex, but well, you guys can call me, you can talk to me about anything, leave me a voicemail, send me a text, let me know how you're celebrating your 4th of July, let me know what you're listening to in your backyard, I'm gonna take a quick break, do some Danzig push-ups, and I'll be back in a flash. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland. All access by visiting com slash membership. All right, we are back, guys. Thanks for uh, rolling with a little bit of a different format here in this mini episode. Just read some texts and played some voicemails. We don't normally do that here. Uh, I'm going to stick to the format. I just wanted to give you guys a little more engagement this week because there is no after party, alright? We're going to go right back into the script here. This week in Disgraceland subject history, okay? Uh, on July 1st, way back in 1956, uh, we can't get away from the subject of sex. We just cannot. Uh, because on this day, like I said, back in 56, Elvis Presley, yes, that sexy motherfucker, was nearly arrested for his television performance on The Steve Allen Show. Nearly arrested, let me say that again, nearly arrested for his television performance on the Steve Allen Show. Warrants were made out in advance of Elvis's performance, uh, and he was warned not to dance with vulgarity, not to dance in a, in a way that would be deemed vulgar in any way while on television. And apparently Elvis kept it clean enough because he skated after the performance. And uh, I, I I don't know why, but this is still shocking to me <laughs> this is still weird to me uh i i'm just you know born after the fact it just it i get i get the attraction to elvis but the uh but the fear of the sexuality i don't get i mean i get it conceptually i understand historically but i watch it and compared to um i don't know it just it just seems wildly tame to me uh from elvis's swinging hips all the way to Cardi B's wet ass pussy look how far we've come it's nuts to think of all right for the world of music and true crime uh, right now slow week that's not a bad thing that's a good thing we don't want musicians getting arrested we got plenty of material okay we don't want any more murder we don't want any more arson we don't want any more overdoses it's good when it's a quiet week okay um but uh so 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 no one of any music world consequence got arrested is what I'm saying or indicted as of the recording of this episode but something seriously messed up. Not true crimey, but still messed up. Definitely macabre. Happened over in the UK. Pink, the artist, Pink, the pop singer, pop star, uh, was on stage at a show in London, and apparently, these Pink shows, people throw glitter at the stage. I've never been to a Pink show. I've never seen a Pink show. I don't know anything about a Pink show, but I guess this is a thing. People throw glitter. It's part of the. It's part of the gig. Um, well, someone, uh, I don't, I don't even know what to do with this information and i guess you know just like pink didn't know what to do with what happened uh somebody threw their dead mother's ashes onto the stage um and, and you know you can watch this video pink is just like what what the fuck is happening can you imagine i i cannot imagine this just truly weirds me out and it's forced me of course into a little bit of a wormhole and I, I don't want to be in this wormhole. I don't like the macabre stuff, okay? Um, But I couldn't help but looking under the covers this morning when I read this pink thing, okay, regarding rock stars and uh, ashes, okay? A lot of you are going to know this, but I'm I'm sure a lot of you are not. Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards claims to have snorted his dad's ashes after he died, after his old man died. He was 84 years old. He was cremated. And Keith was apparently sitting around getting high, uh, doing some lines, and he took some of his dad's ashes and sprinkled them in with the blow. And he, he blew the line. He hoovered it up. He told uh, Enemy, the New Musical Express, uh, this is a quote. The strangest thing I ever tried to snort, my father. I snorted my father, end quote. That's what he told Enemy Magazine. Keith Richards told him that. Keith went on to say, quote, he was cremated. And I couldn't resist grinding him up with a little bit of blow. My dad wouldn't have cared. He didn't give a shit. It went down pretty well. And I'm still alive. End quote. <laughs> if you guys thought I was shocked that people were shocked by Elvis's hips, I'm genuinely shocked still by this Keith Richards tidbit. And I've known this for a couple years now. I mean, uh, but when I read it, it's still it's still wild and surprising to me. And you know, Keith Richards, maybe he's bullshitting, maybe he's lying. I hope he is. I hope he's just, you know, having a yank. And uh Taking us all on a little rock star ride, but something about this—it just sounds, it just sounds like the the right amount of stupid for Keith Richards. You know what I mean? So if you know this story, you probably might also know, or maybe you don't. I don't know. You might also know a similar story about Tupac Shakira's crew, the Outlaws, smoking his ashes, Tupac's ashes, after he died. Um, this is hip hop legend uh, Edie. I mean, is explaining. Uh, in an interview with, um, God, what's the guy's name? Uh, Vlad TV, how this went down. And, uh, eh, you know, yeah, it's, I'm just going to read you the quote. Okay. Uh, EDI mean says in reference to smoking Tupac's ashes, uh, it was a conversation. This is a quote. It was a conversation we had prior to doing that song. And the song in question that he's talking about is uh, the song Black Jesus, okay? Uh, I'm going to get back into the quote here. Uh, The song was just a song, and he had that line in there because that's what he chose to talk about in that song, okay? So the line that he's talking about is uh, the quote from the lyrics of Black Jesus. It says, We die clutching glasses filled with liquor bombastic cremated. Last wish is N-word, smoke my ashes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Edi Mean goes on in the quote to say, but it wasn't like uh, we had that conversation. Now we gonna do a song about it. The conversation was a real conversation. I, I don't really get that. Uh, he goes on to say he was giving us some history on where it came from, what he learned about it, why he thought it was something interesting. Uh, and Edi Mean says that Tupac said, "Wouldn't that be some shit if one of us died, just so we're always a part of each other?" That we did that, meaning smoked the other's ashes. Um, it's just fucked up. Okay. So what happened was they smoked his ashes or some of his ashes. I don't really know. There's mixed accounts online, but it's fucked up. And there's just enough, like similar with the Keith Richards saying, there's just enough crazy in this story for at least part of it to be true. Um, it just, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Oh, man. Music history leads you down some weird roads. Uh, I hope Pink is okay. I hope she's recovered from that uh, shocking experience of having someone's mother's ashes thrown at her on stage. Um, of course, we all know about uh, the story about Graham Parsons' body being stolen by his friend Phil Kaufman and burned, turned into ashes out in the desert of Joshua Tree. Bananas. You can hear all about that in the Grand Parsons episode of Disgraceland. Um you know speaking of Tupac you know we've been discussing the 50th anniversary of hip hop here in these mini episodes And I'm going to keep talking about it because there's going to be a lot of hip-hop content coming out over the next couple weeks, uh, months. And I've received your texts and your voicemails. We were talking about who, I asked who are the greatest MCs, who are the greatest hip-hop groups of all time. Billboard has this list going. Um, Some truly awesome suggestions and lists from you guys that I've received via voicemail and text. Uh, I'm going to give your responses some serious time in the upcoming After Party episode next week. So keep them coming. 617-906-6638. Text and voicemail me. Greatest MC of all time, greatest rap group of all time, okay? However, it, though, being the 4th of July, I got to ask, what are you listening to? What are you listening to in your backyard? What are you listening to, you know, on your little Bluetooth while you're out there watching the fireworks? What's on your 4th of July playlist? What are your favorite 4th of July jams? Every year I find myself listening to the same crap over and over again. I need new stuff. Help me out. Give me some, uh, you know, patriotic or faux patriot or whatever. Just something on theme with 4th of July, okay? Do you go old school angst, Fortunate Son by Credence, Born in the USA by Bruce, American Dreamin' by Jay-Z, American Girl by Tom Petty, uh, Raise Up by Pete Pablo, Red, White & You by Steven Tyler. I'm not listening to that garbage. Um, what are you listening to on 4th of July? Let me know. I need Rex. 617-906-6638 to text me, leave me a voicemail, or hit me at Pod. And don't forget those best MC and best rap group suggestions as well. Answers to your emails coming up right after this. All right, we are back. Disgracelandpod at gmail.com. That's how you email me. I do not respond to enough emails with enough regularity. I'm happy to have this forum here to do it. Going to do some short ones here just to get a couple out of the way. Wayne Havens writes in, says, uh, just plainly, just this is it. Do you plan on doing a Disgraceland episode on KISS? And you know what, Wayne? I'm not planning on it, but perhaps you know, of a crime that I can get into, uh, to help me hinge this story on because Kiss did a lot of dumb shit that, uh, interview in the decline of Western civilization by Paul Stanley, uh, the interview that Gene Simmons does with Terry Gross. I've often thought of doing an episode on Kiss from the perspective of Terry Gross in that, in the moment of that interview. If you haven't heard that, check that out. It is fucking truly disgraceful. Um, but no crime, unless there's something I don't know about Wayne Haven, so let me know, okay? Uh, David Hansen writes in Towns Van Zant Message, hey there, my name is Dave. I'm a musician and fan of the podcast living in Austin, Texas. Love what you do, want to turn you on to the idea of doing an episode on the Texan singer-songwriter Towns Van Zant. Towns wrote songs that have been covered by Willie Nelson, Lou Harris, John Prine, Robert Plant, Alison Krauss. Um, I'm aware of this, very aware of Towns. I'm a fan. Um, Happy to talk Towns. All right, let's get back into the email. Uh, Let's see. Dave goes on to say, Towns is a songwriter, songwriter. And I imagine you're already familiar with him. I am. Uh, His writing is unparalleled in its poetic beauty and pastoral pastoral imagery excuse me uh he also was drowning in the blues most of his life and lived with serious mental health and substance addictions especially alcohol he was given electroshock therapy for depression as a young adult and purportedly lost all his memory all his memory from prior to the age of 13 wow uh Dave goes on. Dave's just writing this episode for me. Dave goes on to say he let himself fall backwards out of a three-story building just to feel what it would feel like. He was found hitchhiking across the desert with nothing but a bag of his records. His 18-year-old girlfriend was murdered. All right. Now we got it. Now we got it. There we go. Uh, his 18-year-old girlfriend was murdered This uh, while hitchhiking on an errand for Towns. Material for the song, Snow Don't Fall. Uh, he was a descendant of great wealth and shunned it to live the life of a rambler. And his music was a transcendental force behind it all. The music that reaches emotional depths rarely mined before him. He died of a heart attack on New Year's Day in the 90s. Same day of the year as his hero, Hank Williams. Um Dave, awesome email. I've had towns on my radar for an episode for a long, long time. And I've always sort of come back to the same question I had for Wayne uh, regarding Kiss you know, what's the crime? Uh, So I really appreciate you uh, writing in and letting me know about his 18-year-old girlfriend being murdered. Uh, Thank you. We will definitely get into this at some point. All right. Got an email here from Chris Stevenson as well. Love for Disgraceland and a suggestion. Got another suggestion. All right. Message says from Chris here. It says, Hey, Jake, thanks for everything you do right across Double Elvis. I love all your content. I've found so much new music to listen to because of Disgraceland and I can't be more thankful for that. Well, you're welcome, Chris. And thanks for listening. Chris goes on on to say I have a few artists I'd love to hear an episode on Warren Zevon, Mark Boland, The Kinks, uh, but I have one that I find pretty dark. And then uh, Chris goes on to hit me to uh, the Swedish band Dissection. Now, I don't know anything about this, and I'm going to check it out. Uh, It says the guy's an absolute lunatic, made some really important albums in the black metal scene. Is Swedish metal? Can Swedish metal... I guess it can. Chris sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Swedish metal, I guess, can be considered black metal. Although I've associated black metal in my mind only with Norway. But uh, this looks great. Uh, Chris, thank you for the suggestion and thank Thank you for listening and writing in. Thank all of you for, for listening and all, and to those of you who write in. I appreciate it. All right. We'll do more emails next week. Disgracelandpod at gmail.com. Last week's prediction results. Last week, I said Morgan Wallen would reign supreme in the number one spot. I was right again. I also said that Miley Cyrus would fall out of the number two spot. I was correct there as well. She fell. Luke Combs has overtaken Miss Miley with Tracy Chapman's Boston zone or Cambridge's zone. Tracy Chapman's fast Car. All right. This week's predictions. Fourth of July. Morgan Wallen's not going anywhere. This is this is like the week that was meant for Morgan Wallen. He's gonna hang tight. Luke Combs as well. He's gonna hang tight. In number two. Number one and number two. Not gonna change my next week. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. All right. Woo! Get. I'm getting used to it, guys. I'm getting used to these mini episodes. Okay. I'm coming in right in that sweet spot. 20, 25 minutes. That's what we want. We just want to set this week up. We'll set the conversation up. We we'll keep talking. I'm asking you guys questions. You're sending me in questions. We've got some answers. We're prompting other questions. Got this conversation going here in the in the in the mini episode. And then the bonus after party episode, and then on social media. It's all happening. All right. I appreciate it. Keep it coming. Let's wrap this advanced mini episode. We've set the week up here for us in Disgraceland. Number one, happy 4th of July. We got two patriotic compilation episodes coming your way Tuesday and Thursday of this week help you properly celebrate the fourth number two as always I've got questions and I'm looking for answers 617-906-6638 I want to know what you're listening to on the 4th of July what's your backyard barbecue playlist all about I need some new 4th of July jams my playlist is beat it's old what patriotic songs are your go-tos let me know top rap group of all time alright Billboard they're still on this kick they get this top 10 list that's coming out who's going to be number one NW public enemy beastie boys who are we talking about 617-906-6638 i want to know your top mc as well i want all your answers to all these questions 617-906-6638 voicemail text and let me know what your thoughts are on anything music related all right anything relative to Disgraceland. hit me discos Okay, you heard it. Tuesday, Thursday, got two comps. Uh, We're back next week with the regular schedule, full episode, after-party episode, uh, and the mini episode here. It's gonna kick off the week on the Monday. To land this plane right now, I'm gonna read to you the Billboard charts from December, 1974, in honor of the 4th of July. Number one. One. Rock the boat. The Hughes Corporation. Last week. Six. Peak position. One. Weeks on chart. 7. 2. Sundown. Gordon Lightfoot. Last week. 1. Peak position. 1. Weeks on chart. 13. 3. Billy Don't Be a Hero. Bo Donaldson in the Haywoods. Last week. 2. Peak position. 1. Weeks on chart. 12. 4. Rock your baby, George McRae. Last week, five, six, last week six, nine. Peak position, four. Weeks on chart, position, one, four, six. On chart, six cool, five. five last week, if you love me, six, seven, let me know. Peak, peak position, position six, John. Last week, on chart, five. 12, peak position, five. Seven, two, weeks on chart, 13. Six. Hollywood swinging, Cool in the game. Last week, seven. Peak position, six. Seven. Quit talking and start mixing. Could it-